0: This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network.
1: Say good morning to Ryan McCrady, CEO of Springfield Same and Growth Alliance. Also, Justin Blandford, Superintendent of the State Historic Site Springfield. Uh, Ryan, start with you. What is History Reborn? What's that
0: about? Right. Well, History Reborn is a uh, approximately 30-minute long documentary that was produced by the Springfield Same and Growth Alliance in partnership with Justin and the Illinois Department of Natural Resources and Storyteller Studios to tell the story of the reconstruction and renovation of the old state capitol that took place in the mid to late sixties. This all kind of started out of what I thought might be a silly idea. I park underneath that structure every single day, every single day I see people taking pictures of it. And I knew the story about how they took this thing apart piece by piece and moved it to the fairgrounds and brought it back together. And, and I, I just thought other people need to know that story. And is there a way that we could tell that story the idea was we'd do a few-minute video, and then we met Augie Wisnowski, <laughs> and we realized that there was so much to, to tell here and such rich history that we just couldn't tell it in a few minutes, and it turned into an almost 30-minute documentary.
1: Justin Bladford, tell me who put it together. Did you have to hire somebody or did you go do this
2: in-house? Well, uh, Ryan and the uh, the team there contracted with the Storyteller Studios, um, a phenomenal local business, and okay. they were the experts there, specifically we worked with a very talented young filmmaker named Chris Costello and he put his whole heart into it. He took everything we had, lots of material, and found a way to creatively make a truly beautiful film. What were you
1: trying to accomplish? What what goal did you have in mind? What was the
2: mission here? Well, you know, this is a, this is really sort of a personal mission for me. I was uh, fortunate to know Don Ferry and Wally Henderson very well before they passed a few years ago. So uh, telling this story uh, really meant a lot. And was a wonderful opportunity to work with the remaining architect, Augie Wisnowski, and then another person who had worked at their firm earlier before the project was completed, Paul O'Shea. So we really wanted the heart of these individuals uh, to be able to be front and center because that's what we think is still in Springfield today. This is a town filled with generous people, with talented people, world-class people. And the project really is a, a chapter from the past of the same book. So we wanted to be able to uh, show that in a convincing way, in a beautiful way, and I really feel Storyteller Studios yeah. delivered. Give me a little chronological, if you will, starting what year as to up to what time? It really begins in uh, the winter of 1966. You know, that the county government had just turned the building back over to the state government, and these three young architects, Augie, by the way, was only 27. Right. Um, had to find a way to, you know, meet the the dreams and the goals of the downtown and the commands of state government. Uh, ended up creating an eight million dollar project to take it apart stone by stone. And it all started in a cold February day when they had to take the plunge and start taking the building apart. How pleased were you with the finished product? It was everything you envisioned. It it exceeded my expectations. I mean, again, I think Chris found a way to spend some quality time with Augie Wisnowski and really get to know his heart and get to know what the project meant at the time to people. And that's a hard energy to capture 50 years after the fact. It's evident what the building means to the community today. I mean, it's the heart of the community and it's it's the downtown square. But going back in time and capturing the anticipation and the expectation, that's the real challenge. And Chris Costello of Storyteller Studios did a phenomenal job. How long is the presentation?
0: 29 minutes and 45 seconds. That's exactly what it is. That's right. Okay, where can it be seen? Well, we're really fortunate, and I think uh, the quality of this documentary is shown by the fact that PBS has picked up uh, this documentary, and they're going to show it President's Day weekend. So Thursday, February 16th at 7 p.m., Sunday, February 19th at 11 a.m. on local PBS stations, WSEC, which is 14.1, WSIU, And then also across all of uh, the Midwest, over 3 million homes will have access to see this. Um, After it shows on PBS, the Growth Alliance will make it available on YouTube. Um, But we don't want to do that until uh, our friends at PBS, who are actually also helping us try to push this out nationally too. um, This is – the production well exceeded my expectations. And uh, when people see it, they're almost – almost speechless, so we hope everybody gets a chance to enjoy it.
2: Justin Blanford, was most of it filmed on site? It was. It was. Mm -hmm. We uh, were able to do a lot of filming with uh, the crew uh, at the old state capitol, but some really fun opportunities uh, enabled us to reach back into the archives. For example, there's newsreel footage from the 1960s that we were able to turn up about a decade ago, but never had an opportunity to use it. They were able to incorporate that 16 millimeter film into the uh, the new film, and it it just does a tremendous use of resources, plus blueprints and other kinds of materials that are part of our archives.
0: It, it's also interesting that I learned through doing this that the construction of the parking garage was almost an afterthought of the project. Really? And uh, they needed more parking in downtown, and so Hansen engineers, Walt Hansen, came up with this very innovative design of being able to allow the trees to be planted on the site through this hyperbolic parabola design that you see when you drive in the parking garage that allows the trees to be at the Can site.
1: Can you say that again? <laughs> no. I get it
0: once a day, Sam. <laughs> okay, so, um, but but
1: <laughs>
2: and, and he wasn't reading that off I of anything. That.
0: Remember, I grew <laughs> up in Divernon. Vernon. So, you know uh, what it uh, means. Yeah. yeah, it's like a square from the top that angles down and comes into a point and basically makes like a vase underneath those trees. So every tree that you see on the old state capitol lawn if you drive in the parking garage is planted inside of one of those things.
1: The, Justin, the, Justin, is he spot
0: on? He is spot on. Sam. I'm not as dumb as I look. That's what I tell people. So, but, but, uh, I, I'm rolling my eyes. I apologize. <laughs> no, the, uh, but this, like Justin says in the film, historic preservation wasn't even anything that even existed in the 60s. Sure. So this really set the stage for historic preservation across the country.
1: Why'd you guys get involved? I mean, did you, was this your idea, or did they come to you, no. or what's going on?
0: It was just, I literally had a staff meeting one day, said, I, I've got, if it's a dumb idea, tell me, but I think we need to tell the story. And the reason it's important for economic development is that businesses look at communities that honor and appreciate their history and know that community plans on being around for a long time. Good point. And then the things that have happened on that property, of course, we know the history of Abraham Lincoln, Barack Obama declaring his run for the White House. Justin and I were talking. You know, the Senate was just sworn in there to the inauguration there. We don't know if the next Barack Obama or Abraham Lincoln is sitting in that room right now being sworn in. And 75 years from now, somebody's going to want to make note of that. Now their plaque goes up, right? Uh, and we have to keep, you know, keep preserving this history. But it does help me when businesses see that and they understand the story that went behind that in the spirit of innovation. That's what's important. We need to honor that.
1: Justin Blanford, the number one question people ask. When, oh, when <laughs> is it going to be the
2: scaffolding and everything what do you mean, else? Sam? What you, is it finished sca- already? Scaffolding. Huh? The scaffolding. <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. We're working on uh, the flagpoles, the final piece, and we had to we had to do some extra things for the uh, the column capitals that are uh, that are there. Uh, we started out trying to preserve the plaster, and we, we couldn't do that, so we had to remake them in fiberglass. That's the main reason that this has been drawn out a little bit in the meantime we've already moved into another project so we're in the second phase uh we're in a now an 11 million dollar restoration for the inside of the site which is really exciting but yeah the scaffolding i'm hoping in the next 60 days is on its way down
1: when you uh uh, the the title is your title superintendent of state historic sites springfield how many state historic sites are there in springfield
2: there are six
1: uh, this is not a Monday morning quiz, but but name them for me. I don't think sure. people could
2: name them. Sure. No. We, we start out in Oak Ridge <coughs> Cemetery. We have two areas in Oak Ridge Cemetery. We're actually responsible for the Veterans Memorials oh that are in Oak Ridge Cemetery. That. Okay. So All right. we manage about six acres over on the, the western side sure. of the cemetery, plus the Lincoln Tomb, which I'm sure you're aware of. A little bit. So then you move into the downtown, and we have the old state capitol, obviously, on the square, and then the Lincoln Herndon building. That's also one that we manage. The City Visitor Center is in there right, right. now. But that's ours as well. And then you jump down a few blocks, and we have the Vachel Lindsay home. And so that's just south of the Illinois Governor's Mansion. That's open for tours seven days a week by reservation. And then um, the Dana Thomas House is also my responsibility. We Our team works there to provide the tours and the programs and the preservation of that site.
1: What's going to happen on the lot to the north of Dana Thomas House, the old YMCA? Yeah, we're really excited is about that. Is that your responsibility? It is our responsibility.
2: Okay, thank you. Yeah, and we have a wonderful uh, new park planned and it'll be a, a park that is designed with the Dana Thomas house in ah. mind drawing inspiration from that also drawing on the inspiration from Japanese art and that so we are looking to have just a phenomenal opportunity there and then a few years later that bike path is going to come along and we're going to have a nice oasis there <clears throat> on that southern section of aristocracy hill
1: you're telling me that the railroad tracks when relocated will be a bike path well
2: I think it's going to be more than a bike okay. path really yeah
1: really <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I am always not surprised, but pleasantly surprised. I drive down Lawrence, 4th and Lawrence. If you folks are open there, yeah. there's always people waiting in line and they're coming, for the Dana Thomas house.
2: And they're coming from all over the world, Sam. It's really, a, it is an incredible jewel, and uh, really? we're delighted to be able to continue to share it. We just finished up a small project there, working on some heating and air conditioning items, and we're transitioning the carriage house into a a better visitor experience. So there's great things happening at all of these important places. And we couldn't do it without partners like Ryan and and the others from the Growth Alliance who are helping to share it with a wider audience.
1: Ryan, give me the details again when this presentation will be shown as we approach President's Day weekend
0: a couple weeks away. That's right. It'll be on PBS Thursday, February 16th at 7 p.m., Sunday the 19th at 11 a.m. on WSEC and WSIU. And then also across the, across the Midwest on i w- U- U- S- I W K I'm sorry W Q E C and W M E C. You got them right. I did. I, I can read, if nothing else. How about right? that vase again? Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Hyperbolic parabola. I did it twice he did today. It twice. Um, he did it twice. I'm going home. Yeah, but
2: now, <laughs>
1: yeah, now he
2: can't do it tomorrow. So, you
0: know, uh, Justin's a Tuesday. graduate
1: of Waterloo High School. You scared the hell out of a lot of Cyclone fans. You're all a mater, huh? Yeah, it
2: was tearing our hearts apart trying to decide who to root for. But SHG pulled through, so.
1: <laughs> I couldn't. I knew you were from there.
2: Oh, and I'm I was listening of... to you and Tim. Yeah, I was, we were uh, a little nervous. I was starting to get texts from grade school classmates about that. (laughs) (laughs) Good to see you guys for coming in. Thank you. Thank you.
0: You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit
2: newhoffmedia.com.